Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. I usually come here when Stefan and Lauren is not here, so I'm not used to the introduction, so thank you, Lauren. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, it's amazing to, to share this evening. Um, yeah, like Lauren's saying, uh, we will be leaving in the February, in case you didn't know, um, to Live Village. We are looking looking forward to, to that. Um, how, how, was, how has your year kicked off so far? Is it, uh, has it been okay? Has it been busy? Rough? All right. I see some thumbs up, some nervous smiles. Um, yo, the, last, the last 10 days have been a crazy roller coaster for us. Last week, Friday, we decided, okay, we're gonna, we would have moved, we would have moved our furniture to, to Durban on the 1st of February, but then last Friday, we decided, oh no, wait a minute, if we catch the movers outside of peak season, which is before the 25th, we save about four or five grand. So we said, okay, we're moving on Monday, um, having not packed anything yet. So... <clears throat> It was Alpha training on the Saturday, amazing people, Janine and Almery and people coming to help to pack, and I, so, so the whole last weekend was a little bit of a blur, and uh, um, so the move went down on, on, uh, on Monday, um, Tuesday when it worked, Wednesday is Christine's birth, was Christine's birthday, my wife, she flew down to Durban to receive the move early morning, flew back on Thursday. Um, Thursday, I go drop off Elaine at school, go pick her up at the Gautrey station, go drop her off at work. Then I go on camp with the students for two days. And then yesterday was small group training. And this morning we had about 160-odd first years at church, which is amazing. Um, so if you've, if you've ever been on missions before, this feels like missions for me. You're like you're just like you're like dead tired, but the grace of God just carries you just like you just, you just keep going, you just keep swimming, kind of a, kind of a just scenario. And but you just experience God's hand just on everything you do in a sense. It's like you're like you're looking like God. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and um, in the process, like I literally didn't, didn't have time to shave. Okay, so some people this morning at church, the students are laughing. Um, they're like, like some everybody's like, wow, you're growing a beard. Or yesterday at small small group talk, you guys, are, you, oh, wow, you're growing a beard. I'm like, I'm not deliberately growing it. It's just growing by itself. I just don't have time to shave. <laughs> um, so anyway, so this afternoon, so we're staying this week. We're staying with Kuna Melissa for the week, and then uh, during the course of the week, we'll be moving into with a, with another family for the for the month. We're moving into a family's uh, cottage who's got seven children. Yes, they have still more space for us. It's amazing. So yeah, it's it's amazing how God even just provided in that um, that we can actually stay at one place and 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 move in with them, um, and the children love to to play with one another. Um, I'm going to pray first, and then just want to share something that I that I shared with the students on the campus, well, which I felt specifically that's related to to this evening as well. Father, I want to just come and submit myself. Um, it's the, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto you. May the words that I speak here this evening, God, really be from you. Um, and that which is not from you, God, I pray that you'd even put a filter, put a, put a block even in front of that which is not from you, Lord. 
And as we sow seed here this evening, God, I pray for fertile ground of hearts, um, that it would grow up into fertile soil and, and render a harvest of a 30, 60, or 100-fold in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just before I kick off, just a reminder. There's some there's these alpha cards there at the information table. They're not there for display. They're there for you to take with you, okay? One, for you to just gauge how, when is it um, and have a little bit more information. And if you have people that this kind of an invitation will help, then you can give it to them. You know what works well um, that I like is, is you, if you put this up on your desk, right, your laptop, it's amazing how your colleagues start to ask this kind of stuff. What, hey, what's that? Looks interesting. Say, hey, it's on Monday. Come. All right. So, um, but just, just on Alpha, it is the first time that we're running Alpha, so that's why it's not in Santon yet. So we're going to be running it in, in, in Randburg at Roosevelt High School from the 5th of February. And then in the second semester, we're aiming to do one in Santon, okay? So the more of you that can actually come to at least the launch evening, the 5th of February, is a launch evening. So it's like, a, hey, don't you want to come and check out Alpha? We're going we're gonna to have, there's going to be some food. It's going to be like an introductory evening. It's about faith, meaning, li- meaning of life, purpose. Yes, from a Christian point of view, but just come and check it out. It's going to be fun. No commitment required. Just come with me. We're going to have some fun. going to meet some new people. Um, just come and check it out. So... The 5th of February is really just like an introductory evening. It's like a big launch. And uh, so you can bring anybody along just to come and see. You know, there's no commitment kind of a thing. Um, but also the more of you guys that also come to, to, to either be a part of the team or just to come and check it out, you have a point of reference for when we actually do it in Santon as well. And when we're doing the training here, then, then that will help as well. Okay, so there's a lot of firsts happening next week. Um, Lauren mentioned you guys are moving venue and time. All right, Bible uh, Alpha starting on the Monday evening. Bible school is starting on the Tuesday evening. Encounter one is on the Saturday. All right, so there's a lot of firsts. Okay, next week. So strap in. Okay, so if your year hasn't been busy yet, welcome to the year. All right. Um, okay, this this evening I specifically felt God just laying on my heart to. To share specifically one scripture uh, with you, and it's and it's, and it's Isaiah 26 verse 8. Who of you know? Who of you know? Passion, uh, the Passion Movement, Louis Giglio, those guys. So they, Louis Giglio started the Passion Movement, and it's based on this scripture. They they call it the 268 generation. So Isaiah 26 verse 8. Um, so you you might be might be familiar with it. I'm going to start reading it, and we're going to kind of slowly progress just through this through this verse or the verse and a half, and, uh, and just talk a little bit about a couple of things. And it starts with saying, yes, Lord. And uh, there's two key things just, just in the kickoff there, is there's a, there's a response to, of, of saying yes to God sometimes. Okay, it depends on the question, but... Um, but often when God start, invites us either in a relationship with Him or to yoke with Him in purpose, there's a, there's a, there's a response that He kind of invites. Um, and, and, and it's not like He forces it on us. He's waiting for us to, to respond. Um, and normally the answer there would be then, yes, Lord, or the, the right answer at least would be, yes, Lord. But it's interesting that Specifically, this scripture, the Lord used there is, is the, whenever you see in your Bible, it, the, the Lord being written in capitals, it's referred to 
to Yahweh. The, like, it's, so it's, um, and other times it's more referred to, a, to, to um, I think it's Adonai. Um, so, but yes, Lord, meaning that you are, you are the, when, when, when God spoke to Moses as well, God, who are you? And he's like, I, I am, or Abraham. And uh, so it's, it's kind of this, you are the self-sustaining one. You're the creator, God. You are in charge of everything. Um, it, is, it, it comes as a response of submission to somebody who you actually know is just that much greater. It's not just to yes, boss, or yes, master. It is yes, Yahweh, you are the almighty, awesome creator that sustains everything, everywhere, all the time. You are in control. Yes, Lord. Um, and while, uh, during, during um, we, we had a, a week's holiday in Belito, for, uh, we went camping, Okert and Yutami joined us for a couple of evenings, it was an amazing time. After that, we went to Live Village, where we will be moving end of February, and we were there for their staff conference. And some of the guys, some of my friends that is here as well, um, I remember Gibby, um, it's Heinrich's cousin, he used to lead worship in, in Shofar, and so we, st- we kick off the staff conference with worship. Uh, because church is there quite is, is very central to to, our, to the whole organization and and Gibby is leading worship and just when I joined Shofar, Shofar was just about as old as that live is right now, about six seven years old, and when I joined Shofar in two thousand and two, um, Gibby was leading worship, so I was standing there in the worship and I had this this kind of strange familiar feeling to to what's going on here. <laughs> Um, and and it was just amazing. Now, so we were at Live, and it's also amazing. We we had we had tea with with Titch and and Joan. Um, that's that they, they're the founders of, of of Live, and they've kind of handed over leadership now to 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 a team of four others. But we had we had we supposed to like have a ten minute tea with them, and and it turned out to be like two hours. And it was just amazing to to just spend time with them and hear their testimonies, and. A lot of the conversation that we had about just what's going on in our lives, what's going on in their lives, was such was a conversation around responding to when God invites us to do something, and all He's looking for is our yes. So often we do introspection. Ah, am I equipped? Am I am I going to be able to do this? What are the details, Lord? What are the blueprint? What is where's the plans? Who's going to do what and everything? Um. And, and where they just so testify about it, it's just, it, it, it starts at a place of just saying, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm willing. Um, and, and we kind of starting to see a little bit parts of puzzles, part of puzzle pieces coming together um, of, of, of a bigger picture of why we're also moving there. Uh, they're six, six years old, the, the, the orphanage. Their first group of matrics are now going through through school as well, but their organisation has boomed in six years. Now, my, my wife worked for Accenture um, in in supply chain management and change management kind of thing. So she's logistically she's she's very achter eh? She's 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 a brilliant. She's an A student, cum student. Um, I'm the genius for choosing to marry her. Um, <laughs> and uh, so. 
they have a need both on an office management kind of a side and HR as well as a little bit of media design, and she does all of that. Um, and, and they, like Titch and Joan, just, just shares about how they just felt that God saying, this is what you need to do. I will send the, I will send the people at the right time. Um, and so Christine is going to be doing that. I'm going to be working in their live business side. I just said yes. I have no clue what that means. I'll come. So I have a CA background uh, before I went into ministry. And so in their live business side, it's all sorts of things going on there. And it turns out the one CA that they did have is actually finishing up in April, um, which is, you know, so there's a lot. And there's so many doors opening up with Unilever, of coming them on board with all sorts of business ventures as well with the orphanage and everything. So it's amazing just to see, we thought, okay, we're taking a sabbatical. We're going to just, we're going to be taking life a little bit slower. Yes, we are going to be taking things slower, but there's just so much more that, that we start to realize that God is busy doing. And yes, there's a lot of prophetic things also behind the scenes that's going on, which we also kind of just every now and then catch a glimpse of. Um, and it's amazing just to see, like obviously one of the big challenges with a move like that is, is what are the impacts going to be on the children? Um, now, our older one, you saw the family picture, the older one, she's in grade one now. And she, she takes to change a little bit more difficult um, she, um, she likes to know all the details. If, if she wants to know how the day is going to progress, we're going to do this and this and this and this, and then, then you're going to eat and then you're going to sleep or you're going to brush your teeth and you're going to go to the bathroom and then you're going to sleep. And if you don't, if you miss some of the detail, either she will tell you about the detail that you missed or things are going to derail somewhere along the line. Because okay, so change is not always that great. So we kind of prayed a lot into this and we prepped them and so we're going to go there. And, and, and Christine shares about this as well, is that during worship in one of the sessions, now, so, so it's a whole staff. It's the, the mothers looking after the children. They've got cluster homes. That's got about six children per home. So all of everybody is there, including the children. Um, so the more little ones are they, they kind of doing a breakout session. They're going to go watch a DVD, and our children kind of want to go with. And uh, so Christine's just during worship. She's like, sure, God. We can teach Elaine everything from a practical sense, how to behave, what to do, that kind of a thing. But, and, and it was just kind of th things that she mulled over in her, in her head and was going on in her heart, and she was just kind of talking to God in that way, and it's just it's almost like a silent prayer where she just said to the God, you're the one that's going to have to impart love into her heart for these children. And she didn't even verbalize it, and as we broke, uh, broke up as we were uh, just taking a break and they're going to go watch a DVD. <clears throat> she comes to Chris, uh, Elaine comes to Christine saying, Mom, uh, I'm going to say it in Africa, and say, Mama, um, you know, I'm like, like a big heart here. Can I go to my kids? That child there looks a little bit sad. Can I, can I be a friend? Um, and Christine's like, Yeah, sure. And then they're, they're off she goes. And it's a child with cerebral palsy walking with a um, and she's seen that child's face of Elaine just coming alongside and saying, hey, what's your name? Um, can, I, can I walk with you? Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. And it's, and it's, just, it's just God that, that does something like that. And by the end of the two or three days that we were there, the three friends was that one, another child that had one eye, and another child that had thick glasses like this which without the glasses can also almost see nothing. 
Um, and it's as if God just stirred this compassion in our heart for, for the Aflerk Ganerkis. Um, and, and you should see in their faces about just the way that they were playing. And Amy Louise is a joyful self. She, she just, she goes. Um, so for us, that's, that's been, that's been a, 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 so, many, so many times God has invited us to say yes. Now, when it came to, to ministry, I wanted to say yes for ministry long before uh, God God actually opened up the door, meaning I wanted, when I went to go and study, I wanted to, I was like contemplating, okay, maybe God is calling me for ministry, uh, or maybe I was going to study accounting. Um, there's nothing in common with the two, I guess, but um, I just felt God at the time leading me to go and study accounting, so, but during, during my studies, if you know me a little bit, there's been a struggle. Some people had to pray long and hard for me to pass everything, um, and <clears throat> Eventually, when I passed everything, and God just saying you need to complete with what you started, and I started working for Hollard and mergers and acquisitions and stuff, I was like, mm, I can do this for a while. I'm kind of enjoying this job, and I'm getting a very big salary. And it's like, and then God said, okay, now's the time. So I was like, really? <laughs> you could have, we couldn't have done this maybe a little bit earlier, a little bit later. Um, but it's amazing just to, just to have, and, and one of the things that I realized just in the process there, and I'm not saying this is a universal pro, uh, principle for everybody, uh, but one thing that I did realize it is that my yes then meant a sacrifice. Where before that, it was a little bit of a cop-out. I really didn't enjoy studying. Anybody else here? I see that, I see that nod. <laughs> um, so... Um, so, yeah, anyway, so that's, there's so many, sometimes we want to say yes to something and God says, okay, just hang on, just, just wait. And uh, for, for Titch and Joan, it was yes to, to Lauren, it was yes now to come and work for, 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 the, for the office as well. And it's, and it's a little bit of a sacrifice. My question to you is, is what is, what is God kind of holding out before you to say yes to? And I want to start right at the beginning with, if you're not in a relationship with God, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that is the first yes that He's inviting you into of a, of a personal, living relationship with God. Not church, church, or uh, read my Bible, pray every day, but there's not necessarily life. Yes, that's part of, part of it, but um, the question is, is there life? And that's the first yes that, that Jesus and with God actually invites us into. And our response is, yes, Lord, the, the creator one. I, I come and I subject myself to your will, and you have the say of every part of our life. Um, who I marry, where I stay, what I do, how I do it, how I invest my time, what I do with my finances, how I go, my behavior, and how I, have, how I live life. Um, and uh, I want just, to um, just sidetrack here, just for the guys that's moved up from Stellenbosch and that's starting to work here. Um, it, it is a massive adjustment to start working, number one. And number two, it's a massive adjustment to come to Joburg. Um, but I really want to encourage you guys, and if, you guys, if there's anybody here visiting that's not in, that not in a church, is to really get plugged into a local faith community. It makes... It makes a big, massive difference just about um, people to, to walk with you uh, when, when it's going rough. 
Um, so give it three or so months, three or six months, and then, and then chat to, if you're in a small group, chat to your leaders, or if you're passionate about whatever. Um, then you start talking, you say, I want to I I get involved there, I want to get involved there, where can I serve, that kind of a, that kind of a thing. So that's just a little bit of a side, side note. Okay, so what is, what is God calling you for? What is, what is he beholding before you that's, that requires a response of yes, Lord? Um, okay, Re- maybe get past the second word there. Okay, it reads further. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Who of you have felt that you at times are too busy? Only like a quarter of you. You're lying, the rest of you. It's <laughs> 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 uh, amazing. The students. I talk to first-year students. I'm like, why have you been doing that? Oh, I've, been bu- I've been too busy. I'm like, ah. Like, when you're a student, you, th- you think like you're busy. And then you start working, and you realize, I had so much time when I was a student. Then, 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 then you get married and you realize, oh, shucks, I had so much time when I wasn't married. Then you get children and you're like, <laughs> yeah. But the point I'm trying to make here, did you know, this is one of those chappies moments, né? did you know that each person on this planet has 24 hours in a day? I promise you. <laughs> Go check it out. Unless you fly west, then you get more hours. Um, the thing is, it's not about not having time. It's about what are we spending our time on. Um, and, and yes, there are, there are, there are, there's a season for everything and there's a time for everything. I, I remember the first year that I did my articles here in Joburg, I did honors as well during that year. And I got married at the end of that year, and I survived. Um, and I passed, by the way. Um, but I went to Yaku. The church was like one year old, this congregation. The, the Shofar Johannesburg congregation was one year old when I moved up. I, told, I went to Yaku. I said, Yaku, I'm here, but I'm really not here. <laughs> I, I have classes on three evenings a week from 6 to 10 in Randburg. I stay in Kempton Park, and I work on that side of the city. So it's just a blur. And, uh, and the one night that I actually have off in the, in, the, in the week, I either have to sleep or I have to study. So I'll be there on Sundays, but I, already, I can't even do small group. So there is a season for those kinds of stuff because I knew that God has called me to finish with what I started with the CA route. But then there are other times where, like in my second year of articles, everybody knew that on Wednesday evening I'm not working late because I've got other commitments. Or I'm not, I'll work late, I'll work until just before 7, and then I'll go to small group because that was a priority for me. And so... Um, the, sa- the same with, with church, but the same comes back to our time with God. Um, talk to people, how's it going with your time with God? Oh, shucks, I've been just so busy. Like, yes, it's true, but it's, it's more a prioritizing issue than what it is a non-time issue. Because we all have 24 hours a day. Either we can sleep less, or you can not eat, or <laughs> not go to gym, or... You know, fasting does wonders for your time with God, okay? Amen? Um, so, 
So there are and, and, and the thing is, guys, your, your, most of you, your contract, if, if you're working, your contract stipulates what time do you normally clock in? 8 o'clock till 5 o'clock, okay, with some overtime. Now, a lot of you are lawyers and accountants and um, engineers, and they, your contract also says from time to time, overtime. Um, and uh, it's more like from time to time, not overtime. Um, and, and, it's, and it becomes an expectation from your employer to work late. And it's actually then a require. Then, then you actually just need to create the boundaries. Um, have you, have you have seen, if, if, if you relate to this, if you're in this kind of environment where working late is kind of the norm, have you seen what mothers with children do? They say, they pack up, they say goodbye, and they go home. No questions asked by anybody. Because everybody knows that that is a priority for this mother to be with their children. Nobody asks. I remember Christine also working at Accenture, a consulting environment, and uh, she'd be working late on a Wednesday evening, but everybody knew that 7 o'clock she's, she's somewhere else. She's at church, she's at a small, small group. And the one evening she had, she had to do some stuff, and her manager said, don't you need to go? She said, yeah, I need to, but there's some stuff. She said, no, 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 you need to go. That's, that's, it's important to you. You need to go. So it is, there is a little bit of a expectation management and, and boundaries that we can create in the workplace. And the thing is, what, what's the worst that can happen? Get fired. So get a new job. We have a choice about where we work, where we stay, what we do at any given time. It's our choice. Um, and, and some of us, so often, we hide behind the I don't have time factor. I want to say it's a lame excuse. Okay? It's different if God instructs you to say, do X, Y, and Z. This is what you need to prioritize. This is what you need to be focusing on. Okay? Some of us are great with time management. Some of us are, are, are really terrible at it. Um, there's a module actually about biblical stewardship that involves time management. Bible school promo. Tuesday, 6th of February. Come do it, all right, if you haven't done it. Okay, tell your neighbor, 6th of February, Bible school. Some of you are like... <laughs> some of you are like, uh, my, <clears throat> my neighbor doesn't go to this church. <laughs> okay. Walking in the way of your laws. I mean, just, just, one, just one thing that I just want to kind of highlight out of this is that when we, and this is kind of leads me to the next point as well, when we walk according to the way of God's laws, He changes our desires as well. Have you noticed that? Um, and, and, and some people... Sometimes they try to serve God for the benefits. They hear this scripture about, if I do X, Y, and Z, then He will give me the desires of my heart. Okay. The, and, and that same scripture, Matthew 6, verse 33, talks about that first seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be followed to you. The context is they do not worry about your life, what you will wear, what you will eat, that kind of thing. The, the catch there is really that if you start seeking his kingdom and His righteousness first, your desires change, or it ought to change. And then the desires that He gives of your heart 
wasn't the initial desires anyway. Um, and sometimes it is. If it was a godly desire, then God will obviously give it to, give it to us. And just on the previous one, just about we wait for you. Take, do yourself a favor. Take your weekly schedule and break it down on an hourly basis. You can write down what you currently do with your time and write down what you want to do with your time. And somewhere along the line, I want to just kind of encourage you to make some of this a priority. It's number one, time with God. Try to do that on a daily basis. Try and figure out how you're going to spend time with God. Okay? If, 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 you, if you're on the road much, use the time on the road. Whatever works for you. Okay? But figure out what you, okay, time with God. Time with community. Um, and then whatever makes your boat float. Okay. Or whatever. No, that's not what I meant. Then, okay, <laughs> you ask God, what do I do with the rest of my time? What do you want me to do? You know, yes, from 8 to 5, you're going to probably be at work and, and those kinds of stuff. And there's other things that even within the 8 to 5 that God maybe wants you to focus on. Um, and what do you want me to focus my spare time on, my, um, my leisure time on? Okay, so walking in the ways of your laws. Your name and your renown are the desire of, my, of our hearts. Is God's name and his renown the desire of your heart? And it's not an easy question to answer, is it? Um, first and foremost, is this a desire of your heart? Because if it is, you will structure your life all around that. About, and, and what does this talk about? Your name and your, your renown. It, it talks about worship. It talks about everything we do as an act of worship unto God. Whether you're working, whether you're playing, whether you're sleeping, whether you're eating, whether you're going to church or whether you're going jogging, everything you do, you're living out of a place of worship unto God of the, for His name, for His renown. Not for my position, not for my glory, but for His name, His renown. Amen? My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. Who of you have ever been in love? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you haven't been in love, it will come. The time will come. But it's amazing. And, 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 and I see a lot of my friends from university have now finally all here in Johannesburg. Okay. And uh, it's amazing to see David here as well. David helped me to serenade to Christine. Yes. <laughs> At, no, 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 no. That was somebody else. This was in Betty's Bay. And Lauren was there as well. Um, and uh, what was I saying? In love. So when you're in love, it is... If you've, if you've ever been in Stellenbosch, there's a Roy plane. Okay? And if you've been in the Western Cape, you know that it tends to be green there all the time. Maybe not now, but most of the time. And, like, but when you're in love, 
Okay, that red, the Roy plane is blutroy. And the sky is blue, and the birds are making music, and the grass is just greener, and there's butterflies, and it's just, just everything. And, and with inside of you here, it's that you have this uncontrollable yearning and longing to be with that person. Anybody relate? Okay. For me, it's a little bit like that. Me, you were in Tanzania, and you had this exact experience. Not with a local, by the way, with God. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> with God. She came back, and she had like hot flashes, and she was just like so overwhelmed with, with just with God. And, and this, this kind of talks a little bit about that. That, that my, my soul, it, it, it yearns for God. And yes, we allow sometimes for, for us to get distracted and we get busy with life and we, we allow ourselves to get sidetracked. But I believe God is calling us into that, to that place of where we really yearn for Him, where we desire Him first and foremost. And if that, if that happens in here, it's a, it's a natural consequence of that we then prioritize our lives around that. Because when you're in love, you don't, have, you don't have to, and I'm not saying you have to be in love with God, you have to, there, there is that place, but loving God and, and prioritizing our lives around that. But if, if something happens in the inside, you don't, I don't have to tell you to go drink coffee at your girlfriend. Make it a priority. If you don't make it a priority, the relationship will be lost. Um, and it, because it's just a natural consequence of the desire and the yearning that's, that's inside here. So, so where do we go with this? It's, we can't now, okay, now, and, and even though I've given you a lot of good tips about what to do to be good stewards, about take your, take your weekly schedule and go and write it down, those stuff is good, okay, and it's going to help. And it does help. But the big change that needs to happen is in here. And only God can do that. Like God did that with Elaine for those children, God does something here. And the way He does that is by saying, Yes, Lord. It's, 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 no, it's, it's almost none of your own effort. It is saying, Lord, I realize that my desires, my yearning, my longing is not aligned to, to what you want it to be aligned for. I say yes to that. Come and change that inside of me. And then, and then it's just so much easier to, for the outflow just to, just to be that much more, I want to say natural, but it is supernatural. Um, so don't now go and do behavior modification and think your desires are going to change. The desires part is something that you need to submit to God, which needs to change. Amen. Amen. So in closing, Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Jock. You want one more story before I close? Because some of you are like, no. Um, yeah, this is not maybe non-related, so I'll, let me share it anyway. <laughs> No, um, no, the thing is, it, it relates to saying yes, and it relates to our yes. 
of making this move. And we're a little bit in a time of transition now, um, our family. And um, so stand there and worship, and you, you think about all of these changes, the impact of all of these changes and the relationships. And like I say now, a lot of my friends from university are here as well. And Andrew Boltman finally also said yes to God, and he came to Joburg. <laughs> Uh, Andrew was one of my best men, Steph and Harki, they led worship at our wedding, and this one song that we did this evening, um, How Great Is Our God, we sang that at our wedding. So, it's just like all of these, and, and Lauren was a bridesmaid, so all of these things you kind of start reflecting on, and, uh, and, it, and it's, precious, it's really precious moments. Um, but I realized, even, even marrying Christine was, it was a yes, Lord moment for me. Having children was easier for me, but it, Christine never wanted children. And it was a yes, Lord moment for her. Coming to Johannesburg for both Christine and me was a bigger for Christine than for me. She grew up in the Western Cape and didn't go beyond Worcester, I think. Um, like some of you. Um, and, and it was a yes, Lord moment. Yes, Lord, I will, I will follow you. Um, and now with this move as well, it's a, it's a yes, yes, Lord moment. And, and, and some of you are at a crossroad there about, okay, God, do I, do I take this risk or do I not? The question really for me is there that you need to ask. It says, Lord, what is your will? I'm going to encourage you to wait on him. Wait on him for what he is saying. And then wait for his timing as well. Just because he says yes for something doesn't mean it's now. Like this vision for live for Titch and Joan, God spoke to Titch in 1997 about this thing. And it only came to, to fruition about six years ago. So there's certain things that God has stirred in a lot of you's hearts. And you kind of, Lord, is this still going to happen? What's What's happening? One thing that God, last, last story, and then I'm going to conclude, um, is uh, one, one time when I was driving down to Stellenbosch, it was either from Bethlehem or Freiburg, I was driving down to Stellenbosch and just kind of praying, and I, and I, and I felt God just giving me this vision about um, farming, raising farming farmers, helping, engaging that with orphans, orphanages, raising them up so that the business of the farming will actually sustain the orphanages. I was like, God, how does that even fit in with my calling? Like, back then. Like, I, I don't have a passion for orphans. And, how, and over the years, even now, I'm still in ministry. I was like, God, that thing, was that from you or not? I wrote it down, and every now and then I go back to it. And I'm like, God, okay, I don't know. We would live now and during the worship. God reminded me like of that of that vision. And I was like, okay. So even if something feels a little bit random to you when God shows you it, write it down. Um, God will bring the timing as well. I mean, so in conclusion, what is God calling you to say yes for? To say yes, Lord. I encourage you to slow down. Slow down. And wait on Him. One thing that I've learned 
is that if we don't slow down, God might put a speed bump in front of you. And then it comes becomes shaky for you to just slow down. Okay, so be deliberate in slowing down, waiting on God. Lord, what are you saying? What is your will? How do I do this? What do I do? That kind of thing. Wait on God for the details. Walk in His ways. Will you walk in His ways? So often there's stuff in our lives which we want to kick against. And it's like, and let your heart's desires, will you let your heart's desires and your yearning and your longing be for Him first and foremost? Okay, let's stand. Lord Jesus, we, we realize, God, that it's only you that can touch the deepest part of us. And whilst you touch the deepest part of us, we register such an immense, overwhelming feeling of your love, your acceptance, your covering. And Lord, this evening, and I believe all of us come to this place often. We want to say tonight to you, as our Father, as our God, as Yahweh, as being our God, we want to say, yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.jobberg.